Welcome to episode 24 of Hair Biz Radio with your host, Zakira and Mikey. And today we have Polina Foreman joining us, owner of Brow Bar ATL. We actually saw Polina a couple weeks ago at the Legacy of Beauty event with uh, Crystal, Larissa, and Kels the Stylist. And she is a phenomenal songstress. <laughs> she blew us away. So yeah, we're just happy to have her on the show today talking to you guys. Everything beauty. We're going to get into her story right now. So just tell us, who are you, Polina? Hey, everybody. I am Polina Foreman. I am born and raised right here from Atlanta, Georgia. I'm 26 years old. I grew up in Riverdale, Georgia. And yeah, beauty industry has been in my life forever. My dad is actually a barber. He's been in the hair industry for about 30 plus years. Okay. So it's kind of been a part of my life. In your blood. Yeah. So <laughs> like my mom is a teacher. My dad does hair. It's like everything is like good, right? I grew up with my dad always doing my hair. And when I turned like 15, 16, it was like, I think I could do this by myself. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> I don't really want to, you know, want my dad to do it anymore. Yeah. But when I got into high school, what's funny is I actually took early childhood. I didn't take cosmetology because I kind of already knew the ropes of doing hair. Yeah. But early childhood was no longer available. So I had to take something. I graduated from high school and I didn't know what I wanted to do. Let's just be honest. A lot I've of never heard yeah. that before. <laughs> really? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like <laughs> so you're on the right track at that point. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. But I graduated high school and I was just like, okay, I have two months to figure it out. Yeah. Because I really don't know what I wanted to do. I went to Atlanta Technical College where I went for cosmetology. And I was like, okay, I think I can do this. All right. But I started at 16 doing makeup. And the story about that that came about, there was this lady, rest in peace, who did makeup at my church. And she would always do the makeup for our different productions we had. Her name was Deanna. She would do all the makeup for the productions. And I was just like, oh, my God, like, who's going to do it now? Like, we don't have anybody that's going to do it. So I was like, God, please give me what you gave her plus more. And at mm. the time, she was a celebrity uh, makeup artist. And around 09, you know, that's when the makeup industry really started to start popping. You know, you had YouTube and everybody was watching, trying to figure out, okay, how do you blend? How you do this? How you do that? And so it got to a point where I was like, okay, somebody has to do it. Mm -hmm. So I started studying. On YouTube, I started teaching YouTube myself. University. Literally. <laughs> I started teaching myself how to do it. Yeah, it just became a passion of mine because I didn't want the people that I was around to feel neglected, even when we had our productions at church. Yeah. So I took it on. I went to cosmetology school just to get that good degree and yeah. license up <laughs> under my belt so I could be certified. And then after that, it just sprung forth. Like, everything just started manifesting. So 20 I started working at this place that's in Riverdale, Georgia. Mm -hmm. I was there even while I was in college. I started learning more and more, elevating. Every day is growth. It's a learning process every single day. I'm still learning. Like, you know, cut creases are in. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, okay, how you do that? You know, that's where I am now, even in my career. So now leading up to where I am. When I was 23, I wrote the vision. I made it plain. Mm -hmm. Ooh, bra bar. I was sitting at work where I was doing makeup. And I was like, yeah, I don't think this is it for me anymore. I don't want nobody to be my boss. I want to be my <laughs> own boss. Like, I was like, okay. So I started writing it down. How many years was that that you were, at, like, when you got that first thought that, you know, hey, I want to go off on my own. It's time for me to do this. When I started, it was 23 when I got the thought. Okay. Like, okay? So about three years? Three years. I was okay. like, it's time. 
So I let's gotta... go back to when you uh, graduated high school mm-hmm. and you were figuring out, oh my God, what do I want to do? And you're like, you're, you had no clue. What was that inside feeling? Because we have a lot of people who, you know, want to start businesses mm-hmm. or they come fresh out of high school before they even get to college. They're so lost and they have no clue what to do. So being a young entrepreneur, what was that transition between that feeling of, oh my God, I'm going to pull my hair out because I don't know what to do. And then that like aha moment, like I found my passion, my purpose. I know what it is. Um, For me, it was... I love children, Mm -hmm. but I like doing hair. And I wanted to please my parents, Mm -hmm. right? Okay, like, if I do makeup and I do hair, my dad's going to be so happy. But if I go to school and be a teacher, my mom is going to be so proud because I followed in her footsteps. So I was torn between the two. Yeah. But I still didn't know, like, okay, like, I don't know what I want to do. So when I got that aha moment, I was like, okay, well, I can go to school for 18 months. Okay. I can go in the spring and summer. I don't have, you know, because when you leave high school— the spring break is over. Oh, yeah. like, spring break but is over. a lot of people <laughs> still think in the mindset of high school, which yeah. is unfortunate. But I was like, okay, I can go to school in the spring and summer. I can get my license. I can move. I can do this and do that. Okay, cool. And I can make money. In my head, I was like, okay, I can make money by myself. I could be up here doing work while I'm in school and moving forward. So that was the aha moment for me. Like, I can be my own boss. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'll figure it out from there. And that's what happened. Mm-hmm. So you got the idea of brow bar. You just it just came to you. When I was working at this local makeup shop, the idea came to me like brow bar. And what's funny is it was a bar that was there, and we were known for brows. And mm-hmm. I was like, ooh, brow bar, brow bar ATL. That sounds good. <laughs> and I started writing it down, and I wrote it in purple. And I was like, okay. On notebook paper. Like, I would take notebook paper to work with me. And I would write it down. I mean, from what my motto was, what my mission was, because I feel like everybody should feel like a celebrity when they walk out of my chair. Yeah. So that's what I wrote. Okay, every person, celebrity, okay, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. These are my colors. I'm going to be this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to close at this time. I'm going to open at this time. Yep, that's where it began. So when you write the vision, make it plain, and then you— It may take two, three years, but you wrote it. Yeah, so— I'm going to cosmetology school. Mm -hmm. What were some of the techniques that you didn't learn in school that you were able to pick up on your own, like watching YouTube or kind of just practicing or watching other people in the industry? Things that I did learn in school, color, learning, like that color wheel is like, you can apply that to makeup. A lot of people don't believe it, but you can. The hair color wheel. The hair color wheel. Ah, okay. Because... Some people have red undertones. Some Mm -hmm. people have yellow undertones. Some people are a little more pale, pinky, peachy colors. And, you know, but those are the things that I learned in school. The things that I didn't learn was, okay, how to apply that foundation that way without it streaking or how to blend. Truth be told, the first person who was really like the blending queen was Queen Blended on YouTube. A lot of people don't give her her props. (laughs) But that's who I used to watch, this light-skinned white. She was light-skinned, Mexican, whatever she was. And I used to watch her every day, like, oh, my God, I want to do that. I want to do that. And I would be up for hours at a time. And I just knew, like, okay, this it. I would go and buy pallets. Like, oh, I ain't got the money, but I'm going to go get it. Like, (laughs) But I knew, I began to see, like, okay, this is what I wanted to do. BH Cosmetics was, like, really the first wholesale. Like, if we want to be honest, the wholesale type of pallet product that we wanted to buy. So that's where it all started for me. I learned how to get product. I would watch YouTube. Okay, she bought that product. I can use the NYX base. Okay, I can do that. I can do that. And that's how it started. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) 
So let's talk about when you were 23 and you got that aha moment, like I'm going to own my own brow bar. What was that process of getting into the brow bar? So for a lot of people, you know, they go through a lot of hard times trying to get a building or funding Mm -hmm. or whatever that may look like. What was your process like? At 23, I was nervous. I was scared. I was like, but I knew I couldn't stay where I was. Yeah. Because that's a comfort zone. I knew I was getting paid, like, you know, but that was a comfort zone. So for me, I was like, I have to leave. Like, I can't stay here. If I stay, I'm going to be stuck even more. So my first transition was I turned in my two-week resignation. Mm-hmm. She told me not to come back the next day. So I said, <laughs> well, okay. That's just That went further. well. Yeah. But what was crazy was the day that I came to turn in my resignation, somebody was already sitting in my seat. So that was confirmation mm. first. So I said, okay. I'm not even mad. When she said, don't come back the next day, I said, okay, let's go to the next step. So my parents turned our guest room into my makeup studio. Ah, okay. Right? That was the first transition. That was my first shop. Everybody came to my house. I changed the wall color. I put up this nice piece of poetry, and people would just come to the house. That was my first transition. We ended up moving, and I was like, okay. Ooh, my house going to be a little further. I don't know if my clients going <laughs> to follow me because, like, I done moved further out. But they were still coming. So that was my second shop. After that, 23 going into 24, I went and worked at this barbershop. And I worked there for a year. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I hope my clients come because I know it's men in here. And you know how men are. And then men were like, oh, my God, she got a whole bunch of females coming. So we, <laughs> we ready. We ready, right? The bar- all of a sudden, the barbershop business right, picked up a little bit. Right. It did. Oh, it really did because the men were like, can my wife come get her makeup done? Can I set an appointment for her birthday? So I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. My clientele picking up and everybody coming Everybody to the happy. Yeah. So it started to progress and I started getting comfortable there too because they're like family. Like yeah. I love them. Like shout out to Class A Barbershop in Riverdale. But <laughs> I love them. And so I got to a place and I was like, mm, I'm getting that urge again. Feel like it's time to go. So what were some of the things that you learned working in the barbershop? Working in the barbershop, men talk too much. <laughs> okay. <laughs> men, they, listen, females, don't let men treat, they make you think. That we that, talk too much. <laughs> because it's barbershop <laughs> talk is hilarious. Okay? Oh, wow. It's like, you hear it, but you don't see it. <laughs> I'm just working, but I hear you, but I act like I don't. But men, they protect. Point blank. My clients can come in. It would be raining. They would be like, you need me to get your umbrella? Need me to walk you to your car? Where you park? You need me to pull your car up? Mm -hmm. So I felt protection in a sense. So if I had to do it again, I would. You know, if all else failed, I would do it again. But leading up, I got to a place where I was just like, okay, it's time to go. It's time to go. But I was called Brow Bar even while I was at the shop. So people knew. That was your brand. Yeah, that was my brand. They knew. Okay, where the girl who do makeup? Where Brow Bar? Oh, she in the back? You know, but I got to a place where it was time to go. My mom would go to work every day and she saw this building and she was like, I want you to see it. And I was like, mm, no, because you know how sometimes your parents see something oh, and yeah. you think they got the old mentality. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's too old. Uh-uh. Yeah. But it got mm-hmm. to a point where I was just like, OK, let me just go see the building because she going to keep saying it and I'm not going to say nothing. We went to the building. I saw that building and it was another building. And I was like, nope, that's it. That's all I needed. It was like my mom knew that it was time for me to go, but let me help her go a little further. Saw the building. That was it. I left in March of 26, wait, 2017. 
Okay. I left the barbershop and I started to begin to get brow bar going. So about a year ago. A year yeah, ago. Yeah, so you came uh-huh. up on your one year anniversary. Yep, coming up in uh, July, July okay. 8th. Okay. But I came up and I was just like, okay, I could do this. I could do this. I could put this up. I could do this. So my parents got together. They started helping. My brother got in there and it began to grow. July 8th was the grand opening for Bra Bar ATL in Jonesboro, Georgia. And I was like, oh my God, I'm really here. Wait. Yeah, I was going to ask you, so what was that feeling like? <laughs> that you? moment was kind of surreal, but it was like, okay, God, like I see what you're doing. Like things are really happening, you know? So was the process, were there any obstacles that you hit in the process of like maybe getting a business license or? No, not not in that vein because like my mom, you had help. The, mm-hmm, I had help. Now, two weeks of getting into the shop, I was like, I don't want to do this no more. <laughs> I quit. I, you know, because, you know, I've been told and I'm still learning, you know, even if you have people, like you were saying earlier, you employ people, but they don't want to do the work or they want you to do the work for them. Mm-hmm. So the employment roller coaster is what I'm learning yeah. and dealing with. Like, I can't do the work for you. And if you don't do the work, you can't pay rent. So for me... Two weeks after I opened, everybody was like, yeah, auntie got a shop and I can't do it because I'm about to go to school, but I'm really scared because I don't want to step out on faith. And I'm like, well, I already done jumped out here, so (laughs) I can't, you know, I can't walk out with you. Like, if it was a walkout, I could, you know, but I can't because this is me. This Mm -hmm. is my building. And I mean, I cried in what I call it the living room because it's homey. Mm -hmm. It looks home. I cried. I was bald like. I don't want to do this no more. I quit. <laughs> Nobody wants to work here. Nobody wants to do this. But God was like, no, you got to just be still. Trust me. Yeah. Trust the process. And a lot of people don't trust the process when it comes to building a business. So so what did you learn from that experience now when you employ people in your shop? What are some key things that you look for? Now, do you have a clientele? Mm-hmm. Because you can always build a clientele. I feel like wherever there's a grocery store, a gas station, any type of store in your area, you can build clientele. Create flyers. Honestly, people are on social media, but if you walk and I give you a flyer in your yeah. hand, plus you see how I look, you're going to be like, okay, when I need something, I'm going to give yeah, it a try. I, yeah. Right? Because like, you saw me physically and I gave it to you. You didn't have to go scroll to say, oh, I wonder what she looked like. Now, granted, on my business page, you can't see me. Just your work. It's my work because there are other people that work there. And if I'm not there, I want you to be able to go to somebody. Unless somebody referred you just to me, then that's different. But if it's somebody that's working there, I want you to be able to go to them in the event that I'm not there. And you don't have to shortchange because they do great work just as well. Yeah. So, yeah, when it comes to that part of the business aspect, it was kind of hard, to be honest. But now I'm picking back up. It's growing. I can't waver. Yeah. You know, I can't yeah. be like, uh, now, granted, <laughs> about two months ago, <laughs> once again, I was just like, mm, yeah, I don't know. I'm I mean, you're that. allowed to have those days. Yeah. Right, Mikey? I mean, like, as a business if, owner, if you're you, allowed to feel like that. If you didn't have those days, you're not doing something right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's impossible just to go through this whole entire thing without being someone pissing you off, mm-hmm. you know, in 
we all mess up, like where an employee messes up and it messes up. And like, I mean, it happens to me, like people message me on Facebook. I can't even check my Facebook messages anymore. People message me like 10 o'clock at night. Maybe someone got shipped the wrong thing. Like it's just an accident. We ship thousands of things. Mm -hmm. Like it's eventually going to happen. Amazon's messed up my orders before. Oh like, my God, it's several not, times. <laughs> yeah, it's not like nothing's perfect, but it's just like, you have to just take a deep breath mm -hmm. and say, okay, let's just, let's focus on how to fix this and maybe put more systems in place mm -hmm. so it just doesn't keep happening, you know? So yeah, it's just, I get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah it gets it gets painful sometimes. It does. You know, that's, that's the part of entrepreneurship, you know, when I talk to a lot of my friends about it and this, that, the other, and, you know, they could have the money, they could be good at marketing and all this other, have all these good traits. And I was like, you know what? That's like maybe 60% of it. 40% mm -hmm. is going to be emotional. Yeah. Because entrepreneurship is an emotional roller coaster. It is, especially when it's your baby. Yeah. It's like, I don't have children, but I'm sure people can relate. If you have a child, you, I mean, especially for a mother, you carry this child nine months and it's like, okay, now I have to take you everywhere I go. I have to nurture you. I have to rock you. I have to, you know, and if you quit, that's just like saying, I'm dropping my child off and I'll see you. Next lifetime. <laughs> right. So for me, it's like, okay, this is all I got. You know, this is what I do every single day. Besides singing, this is what I do. Yeah. So I have to take care of it. I might get mad. You know how you want to whoop your children sometimes? Because they, <laughs> you know, but it's like, okay, come on. I still love you. Come on. You know, so that's yeah. where I, even that's where I am now. Like, ooh, some days I want to just be like, you know what? I don't, I don't feel like doing nobody brows. <laughs> I don't want to see nobody, but I have to get in there and push past that. Yeah. When you, when you push past the surface, it's like, oh my God. Look what has blossomed on top, you know. Definitely. So let's talk a little bit about clientele versus customers. So when you first started, I'm sure you had people coming in, you know, mm -hmm. they would come get their brows done. Maybe you never saw them again. What are some tips that you can give people to build a clientele base, like where people will come back to get their makeup done or, you know, you created an experience for them so they want to come back? What are some things that you would recommend? The first thing is specials. People love discount. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now, the way you market it is you may say it's not a discount, but to them, they think it's a discount. Yeah. Like if I said four for 10, that's $40, right? You know that it's automatically $40, but somebody comes in and they say, okay, that's four for 10. Oh, that's, that ain't bad. That ain't bad. <laughs> when I really done this, you know, gave you the full price of what it actually is. It's already four, four $10 and it's actually $40. So the way you, it, it's specials, whenever you have somebody that's new, I say, you know, give them a 10% discount. That's like, if it's something big, like for me, if it's a full face, okay, I'll give you a 10% discount because it may be your birthday. So the next time you have another event, you'll come and you'll say, okay, she did great work and I'll pay the full price because now I have a customer now, like, uh, what is it? A returning client. Yeah. yeah should yeah. I say you have a customer first, I believe. And then it's a client. Yeah, so like customers, mm -hmm. they come in and out, like you may see them once every, but a client is somebody who you know, they enjoy their experience. They're coming back to you on a, a regular basis. Yes, like I have clients that want to come every day if they could. <laughs> I need to get these but brows. I'm like, <laughs> every like, day. And I didn't realize, like, when you're in it, when you do it, you don't realize how much people want it. Yeah. So it's just like, oh, my God, this is a drug to them. Like, you really want brows every day? Like, <laughs> I could teach you how to do it, <laughs> you know? But, yeah, specials. 
Give people an opportunity to experience you in that way. And if you have a shop or if you do a pop-up shop, have different little snacks. You know, you everybody doesn't drink. So, you know, you just give nice fruit punch or something. Create your little special, like, for prom, I have something. Now, you know, the kids can't drink. So, <laughs> but they have an experience of knowing, okay, like, when I get to that age, what is the premium? That's top shelf. What is cocktail? That's like a little, you know, I need something after five. Something light. <laughs> and then what is, I have something called two straws, please. You know, where you and a friend come oh, and you get cute. your makeup done. Yeah. But it makes you think like, dang, I'm at the bra bar. The bar. Oh, the premium. The cocktail. <laughs> two, you know? So you want to do something, especially in your business, whatever your business name is, be creative. Mm -hmm. That's what gets people coming as well. Be creative. Like, oh, that's real cute. Like, I have a bra bar menu, but the menu is what everything is, what the price is, you know, how it works, X, Y, Z. So what are some of the things that you guys offer? We offer everything. I'm actually getting someone to do microblading now Ooh, and yeah. mink lashes, mm -hmm. but we do men's facials. We do brows, lashes, full faces, wax, facial wax. Because, you know, some people, thank you. <laughs> we do uh, facial wax. Yeah, you can't come in there and get your Brazilian wax done, mm -mm. ladies. You cannot. Because <laughs> I won't even do it. <laughs> but, yeah, we offer everything as far as makeup services. So if you just want to get your brows done, get your brows done, individuals, full face, it's all there to accommodate you. Okay. What kind of systems do you have to follow up with clients? Like, obviously, you're posting on social media like mm -hmm. everybody else, but do you have any systems in place that you're I collecting have, email addresses or other ways to get back in touch with your customers after now, they come in? When they come in, I have it's, I have an address book, so you can find your last, you know, find your name, put your, you know, last name, first name, X, Y, Z. That's when you just come in the door. Then I have an email address that people can go to brabaratl.gmail.com and then I send out group texts on my phone. Get the group, not group me, but there is something that is actually like a group text where you can put all your clients in. You can name the group. You could put in the picture that you want to send and the message and it sends it out. Now, granted, everybody don't like to be in group texts, but that's the best <laughs> way. Yeah, like if, if I have clients that say, can you take me out to group text? I say, okay. And then they'll, they'll come back and be like, why ain't getting the specials? Well, now, let me ask you, that with that group text, if they replied to it, does it go to everybody? Is that the kind of group text, or is it like a standalone service? Standalone. Okay. So you could just, and it comes. Opt out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, yep. good. So, yeah, that's good. Now, so, when I first started, everybody was getting everybody's replying. And yeah, was like, but that's when you first started. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. So let's talk a little bit about the one-on-one -on -one makeup classes that you offer. So I know a lot of women, they don't want to pay, like, 70 to 80 dollars a week you know just to go get their makeup done because they maybe have an event or something mm -hmm. on the weekend and they want to learn how to do makeup on their own but they just don't know what to do like me for instance when i started <laughs> off i'm like uh, okay what you do <laughs> i'm right there with so, you so my best friend kind of <laughs> taught me some techniques mm -hmm. and stuff but yeah so for the people who are just like okay i really want to learn on my own what do you have available for them for my makeup class the one-on-one -on -one class it's about a two-hour class and you i give you a kit because i hate when people have to go to a class and they can only just write down mm -hmm. some people are hands-on they want to be able to okay can you show me how to do yeah, it so, so there is a kit provided we go through each brush that's in your kit i give you an entire brush set give you the concealers, give you the foundations, give you a palette, just to get you started. You know, some people, they just want to learn brows and lashes. So that's a separate class. We just do brows and lashes for a whole two hours. Like, 
You're going to get it. Oh, wow. You know, before you leave. <laughs> You're going to learn how to do you this gonna arch. Learn how, exactly. But the key even with that is get your brows arched and then you can follow your own brow structure. A lot of people just think that you could just go in and just, you know, no, this is why you can't get it like the person who does it. You have to make sure your brows are consistently clean. Mm-hmm. So in the makeup class, if your brows aren't arched, them right there for you. And then we go through, I do one side of the face, you do the other side, then we wipe the whole thing off and you do it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's mm-hmm. very hands-on. That's mm-hmm. an experience. So for anybody who is looking to learn how to do makeup, make sure you check out her one-on-one makeup class. And then for those people who, you know, we have a, a lot of makeup artists, but some people are looking to get in the entertainment field of makeup. So working with like celebrity clients and stuff like that, how were you able to navigate your way through that? Hmm, I'm going to be honest. It was like, for real, it was God. Mm-hmm. Just being honest. Mm-hmm. Because... Some things I don't look for, you know, now I have a desire to work for certain people, Mm -hmm. you know, now even learning at the Legacy of Beauty, there are people that you have to connect with. You might not get it the first time, but you stay consistent in doing your work. There are plenty of times I look up to Erica who does makeup, Erica LaPearl, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And there are plenty of times that she has liked my work. That lets me know, okay, keep going. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Because she took time out to when she does crazy amount of celebrities, right? But if there is a certain, like there's a list of people that I have written down that I want to do their makeup. Now, granted, I've done some of them and I'm like, okay, who's next? But if you are looking to get into the entertainment industry as far as celebrities, stay consistent with your work, post it. Then go to like different events that people have because you never know. Like we said those few weeks ago, you never know who's in the room. And if you are wanting to do that, you are your walking billboard. I don't care if you go into the grocery store, you better put some brows on, some lashes <laughs> on. Seriously, if you plan on going out and you want to get in that type of field, you're not going to find celebrities in Kroger on the South Side. You might, but you have to get to know where they are constantly. Okay, like example, say for instance, if you wanted to get Rashida's attention, everybody knows she works at her store, right? In Phipps. Go there. She might recognize you. She might see you and be like, who did their makeup? Me. Let me get your information. Make sure you always have your cards on you. Yeah. Your cards are your key into the door. Like, literally. If your face is on your card, they'll remember you because they saw you. If your phone number or your contact information is on there, they'll call you or they'll have their assistant call you. But I would say... Do not go into the celebrities' DMs talking about you want to do their makeup. Because <laughs> they're not going to see it. The only way you get around to it is figure out who their PR is, figure out who their manager is, figure out who's on their team already that's doing their makeup. Now, granted, yeah, we want to take their spot, but are you worth taking that spot? You get what I'm saying? So make sure that your work is up to par. And a lot of people are so honed in on the entertainment industry yeah. that they forget to... Be consistent in who they are. Yeah, nurture so, where they are first. Yeah, you can't just wake up. Well, I mean, people do it. They wake up <laughs> one day and say, I want to do such and such. Okay, that's fine. But have you done everything to make sure that it's possible for them to be able to recognize you? Right. So I would just say, be consistent in your work. Get to know people. This is like, literally, I had to get out of my own shell of... You know, because I was like, okay, I can do my clients. I can do my clients. People will call me about these people. But I had to get out of my bubble and say, I need to go to this networking event. I need to do this. I need to do this. And you never know who's in the room. So be consistent in going. If you got to pay $75, 
pay the $75. Because guess what? $200 might come out of it. Yeah. <laughs> That's just yep. the truth, you know? And when you get a celebrity, don't be trying to upcharge them because they're a celebrity. Because they got money. <laughs> money. Money. That's the quickest way. They'll pay you, but you won't be back. <laughs> I'm telling you. For sure. You, okay, you say, I charge $180 for a face. No, you don't. <laughs> you just trying to do that because that's who that is. No, you charge them your fee so that they can tip you. And if you do great work, it's a revolving door. They'll ask you to come You'll back. you have a client. Right. Now, don't shortchange yourself because I did that. I shortchanged myself a few times, but it's a learning experience. Yeah. Now I'm growing like, okay, I can go, okay, I could charge 10 extra more dollars. <laughs> you know? So yeah, that's what I say about the entertainment industry. Consistency. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. So let's get into products. Mm-hmm. What are are you a product junkie first? I am. Okay. <laughs> so what are some of the products that you just swear by? Like you have to use them. Okay. I know everybody is like over Mac. But uh, I love <laughs> Mac. Okay. Now, granted, you know, I think that they could kind of start changing their foundations because now now looking at everybody else it's like dang mac y'all look real red and orange like you know like if you really look at it it's like okay wait a minute but i love mac now i love fenty okay (laughs) you know what i tried fenty's new highlighter i liked it i'm a fenty girl are you using their foundation i'm using their foundation they are the bomb now this is what's going to be interesting because now that spring and summer are coming it's like are we going to have to change our color because they oxidize Mm. everybody hasn't thought about that yet so it's like okay am i gonna have to go spend another 40 some dollars on some more on some more foundation (laughs) or will it oxidize you know based on my face so fenty we need to know if you're watching (laughs) Oh, so I love Fenty for... Yeah, Riri, if you're watching, yeah, right. like... <laughs> we need to know, okay? Because I don't mind going to go spend it, but I'm just saying, like, okay. Palettes, as far as, like... Eyeshadows. Eyeshadow. Everybody is on the Juvia's Place wave, of course. I still rock with my BH. BH Cosmetics. They, you know, <laughs> they be popping. Morphe, I love them. Like... I'm not going to lie, I just got my first palette. One of my good friends just got it for me. But I would see everybody using it. And I'm like, is it really that pigmented? Like, is it really? It's really that pigmented. It's worth it. Oh, I know Morphe. Because when I'm uh, my Browner Brothers, my girlfriend's <laughs> like, go to Morphe. I need this brush, this brush, this brush. She'll send me like photos like this. And then the people there are like, oh, you can't just get all these brushes around all the palette. I got all these makeup things. <laughs> and open it up. And I'm like... You know, so you know Morphe. Oh uh, yeah, Mikey knows she, she everything loves, about. She loves. Uh, <laughs> she loves Morphe. She loves Mac. Yeah, and of course we live. Literally, when I look out my window, I see Sephora. Sephora. <laughs> so that's dangerous. Oh she, yeah, that's real dangerous. Yeah, I got hit up for some perfume the other day, and I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna get you the perfume. Da, da, da. Yeah, we'll get the big one. <laughs> the thing was like a hundred forty dollars uh-huh. for perfume. <laughs> I'm like, well, I need to come start coming out with some perfume. You just need to get you a good old custom or something. Car at Sephora. Right. So I they mean, can I give use, you something for your birthday to give to her. <laughs> I, I, well, I just use Axe Body Spray. I'm good. It's like four bucks at CVS. That's all I I'm need. easy. Mm-hmm. That's that, that, all I need. Yeah, you know that chocolate one though. Oh, I can't get enough. Oh God! Oh God! <laughs> Actually, I can get enough, but the ladies. Oh, talk they about can't. that another time. That's fine. So, but, are you um, an Anastasia person? I am. Okay. I love their contour palettes. Like, I'm really mad that they discontinued the contour book. There used to be Mm. a book where it was like every shade. You could flip the pages 
and use it. And I'm mad they discontinued it. And I really went on eBay to find it and you had to bid for it. And I lost the bid, but that's okay. <laughs> but <laughs> plug, they're at Marshall's for like $18. Yes. Yeah, okay. I hate when they discontinue. I do not want any discontinuation of shade. Because <laughs> I love throwing it. <laughs> I just love that was good. But I love that. Anastasia and I really want to try the crayon case. I know that that's a new black owned business that everybody is really raving about, mm-hmm. which I love supporting black owned business. Like honestly, we have really taken the makeup industry by storm. You know, like in the hair industry, I remember going to Bronner Brothers and traveling with my dad doing like the hair shows when they were real hair shows, like you get the examples on the stage and they are really like hot combing and (laughs) bevels and like, you know, like really selling their product. And that's when, you know, the industry was like, and so now that it's revolving, it's going back, but it's on the makeup side as well as far and hair, like weave, like it's a hot commodity. Yeah. So now, you know, if you are able to start a product line, do it. Like, I'm really in the works. That's my next goal, to start a product line. I want to start a lash line and name it after my mom, Prince Shea Lashes. That's like, I feel like it's just so, like, chic. Like, <laughs> what does Prince Shea mean? Prince Princess. Shea. <laughs> Princess in French. Like, I didn't know that. My mom told me. Oh, so that's I'm like, cute. Oh, okay. That's, you know, so y'all see my lashes. <laughs> they come in. Mm-hmm. So before we go, you are a young entrepreneur. You own your own business. There are tons of young entrepreneurs out there that might think like, oh, I'm too young to start a business or, oh, I can't do it or so much stuff is happening right now. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to get to where I want to go. What's one piece of advice that you can share? The one piece of advice that I could share, if you want to start your business, the first thing is to write it down. One, get your business name. That's the first thing. Once you do that, establish it through whatever city or state you live in. Go to the office or go online and get it through the state and be registered. That's the first thing. Once you do that, everything else will fall in place. Even if you have to be registered at your home address, you can register your business through your home and do it like that. Or get you a P.O. box. Start there and go forward. You don't have to be in a physical building to be your business. Right. You can be your walking brand now without even having keys to a door. And I think so many people, because of reality TV, <laughs> it sometimes it irks me. People try to jump the gun. People want microwave relationships or microwave results. Yeah. Or should I say they want oven results, but they want the microwave way. And people think that it's, I got to do it now. I got to do it now. I got to go. I got to do it. I got to do it. It's going to be too late. It's going to be too late. I'm going to miss it. I'm going to miss it. No, you won't miss it if it's God-given. So that's the best advice I could give you. If it's meant for you to do it, start now. Write it down. Okay, this is what I want to be. I want to be plush something or I want to do or whatever. Even if it's not even in the makeup or hair industry, if you want to do fashion, if you want to do whatever it is, write it down, get it registered, and go from there. You got a whole year when you register, okay? A whole year to do it. You got a whole year to pay another $50. Mm -hmm. Keep yourself (laughs) registered. So that way, when it comes around, it comes around again you'll be established and then that way you can move forward. And when you get the doors and when you get the keys, you're already ready and you won't feel like, oh, dang, I waited too late. It's already there. Yep. So where can people find you at? Social media, website, where's your shop located? Give us all the details. Okay. Brow Bar ATL is located at 186 North Avenue, 
Jonesboro, Georgia, 30238 Suite 103. Now, I am in the process of moving. I'm moving to the front of the plaza. Okay. So I'm still where I am now. But if you come look for me, it's on the windows. It says Bra Bar ATL and go. You can't miss it. Just drive straight ahead. Um, on Instagram at Bra Bar ATL, B-R-O-W-B-A-R-A-T-L. And I'm on Facebook at Bra Bar ATL as well. I have one question real quick, just kind of talking. So when we're talking about like the customers, clients and whatnot mm -hmm. that come to see you, on average, how often do people really come get their makeup done? What would you say on average? On average, I would say every week. Every yeah. week? <laughs> do people in the makeup industry, because, you know, I know some makeup artists, but I haven't really talked to them too much about the business side. Mm -hmm. Does anyone offer like a makeup membership where it's like you can be a member of the, you know, Brow Bar ATL and you pay X amount a month. It might be discounted and it gives you up to like four visits a month. You can come up to four now, and then you have, have other ones. I've had clients that have paid up for a month. It's funny because even Krista has started that like a while back. She was like, <laughs> can I just pay you like and you just come? So that is... For me, it's available, you yeah. know, if people ask. Because there are some people who have to constantly go, I just know I got to be there at 7 o'clock in the morning. Okay. You know, and we just move forward like that. So that is available for me. But if someone has it, like what I think of, because I think of always collecting the money. Oh, yeah. So, like, if you do you have something on your website where, like, this, if I was a makeup artist, honestly, like, anyone listening to this, this is what I would do. It's like, you can have the makeup membership, mm -hmm. and it's four times or you have six times and if you get more visits per month it's discounted and then you would sign up for it online and then that way you set up you know with online it's easy to do you set up the reoccurring billing so it's not like you trying to so it's like a monthly month. subscription it's a literally a subscription but you know you can pick how many times because some people they want to come maybe twice a week if they can get a little bit better deal yeah you know a little extra off yeah i don't know that's, that's a great I would do. idea if i was in the makeup industry i would have a makeup that's a great idea and i'm gonna membership. go and i'm gonna sit down and <laughs> figure, figure that out, out. Yeah. seriously yeah, kind of like just fab you pay 39.95 mm -hmm. a month and you get a pair of shoes every month and mm -hmm. if someone's out of town for a couple weeks you still you know if you've been out of town for a couple weeks you know you might not I don't know. Maybe you can like roll over makeup, you know, like roll like rollover minutes, like rollover <laughs> minutes for the makeup ones, you know, but at I least, remember rollover minutes. <laughs> and then, you know, you could even be like, even with the membership, like, hey, if you bring a friend, the friend, because you're a member, the friend gets like X amount off if mm -hmm. you bring a friend and that would entice them to bring more people and maybe they would become yeah. a member. I don't know. I just thinking about that's makeup, a great idea memberships and makeup and, and money i'm gonna go back and look at this live <laughs> and write that down yeah. yeah you know just people we talk to and clients and stuff like just come up with these i don't know if they work because i don't know the industry as well i'm not yeah. in it not like the other stuff we do but i always like to think of creative ways yeah. to you know that's beneficial for the client and then also of course for the business owner yeah that's actually a great marketing Definitely. Just an idea. seriously, because there are people that come consistently and they have to pay or whatever. And it's like, OK, well, and some people I do. Well, those who come regularly, I say, you know, just go ahead. You know, I give you a little discount you know, <laughs> because they come faithfully. Yeah. So that is a great idea. Definitely. Yeah. Anyway. OK. <laughs> Carrying on. It so was thank, awesome. Thank but... you so much for joining us, Polina. Make sure you guys go check her out over in Jonesboro at the Brow Bar ATL. <laughs> She's in Jonesboro. And follow her on Instagram. And I do travel. Yes, but, she is a traveling makeup but artist. But that's another fee. Um, so make, <laughs> make sure you contact her on Instagram, Brow Bar ATL. Her personal page is... High Class underscore Lena. 
Yes. Contact her if you need your makeup done. She will come to you. But thank you so much for joining thank us. Thank you for having me. Had a good time. I'm y'all, excited. her hair color is so pretty over here. If y'all can see it. Y'all want me to let y'all in on it, little inside? <laughs> I'm going to tell y'all because I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, I got this yesterday for twenty dollars <laughs> in Union City. It's a wig. It's a wig. <laughs> but uh, you can go get yours because I really don't do wigs. But I had to do something because I wasn't about to shampoo and condition my hair last night. <laughs> so I had to find something to do. So there you go. That's a plug. I'll tell you the story if you follow me on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. I guess that wraps it up. Riri. At Moran Mikey on Instagram. You can get in my DM. I know I got all these other celebrities in there. And I'm like, look, I'm busy. Reserve some space just for you, honey. Just, we'll talk about honey. it. You know, that'll be good. We'll, you know, invest in some Fenty. Not that you need the investment. Yeah, she could do a Fenty's men's line. The money. The money. You can oh help her with the men's God. line. <laughs> oh, I could. Yeah. Put some makeup. Men's. So men wear makeup? Male grooming. They do. Actually, oh, yeah. if there are any men here. Let me say that. Do you do men's makeup? I do. I do. I do men's grooming, men's makeup. Because when you do photo shoots, you definitely want to look clean. Of course, you know, you get your hair cut, your beard cut or whatever. And sometimes, you know, you might have a little pimple Mm -hmm. or something. (laughs) You know, you just get a little concealer, just a little bit, you know, and a little translucent powder. That's like a clear powder, you know, just to knock the shine off. We call it knock the shine off. Actually, that's true. Because I remember, because I used to do in my previous business, like 10 years ago, I was on the news a lot Mm -hmm. and like live stuff. And I remember... She's actually, I think, on Atlanta and Company. I just lost my mind of what her name is, but she's been a makeup artist in Atlanta forever. She used to be at Fox and now is at Atlanta and Company. But I remember she's like was putting makeup on. I was like, what? <laughs> what <laughs> I had makeup on. I was like, okay, if it makes me look better, I don't care. Like, right. put it on, you know. So yeah, I guess it does. Yeah, it doesn't go against your manhood, okay? Like, <laughs> it's okay. I give you a wipe as soon as the photo shoot is over, so you can walk outside and feel good of yourself, and you're just going about your day. But male grooming is key whenever, you know, if you are doing photo shoots or if you're doing something for your business and you want to look very clean, male grooming is available. Okay. I like it. Male grooming. Male grooming. Like you going to buy some makeup after this? <laughs> Maybe. I don't have to put it on, but my girlfriend can do it. She's great. At, she's a beast at makeup. <laughs> Yeah, she's good. Okay. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you guys for tuning in to Hair Biz Radio with our guest, Polina Foreman. Make sure you guys subscribe. But I know you already subscribed. But just in case, you know, you forgot to hit that subscribe button, just go ahead and do it right now. <laughs> we all forget things, important things sometimes. And we'll see you guys next time on Hair Biz Radio. Later. <laughs>